Hey, Joe. What's the most you ever lost on a coin toss? Probably my house. Call it. Call, call what? Just call it. I can't I'm Joe. <laughs> I'm Josh. You've got questions? You're feeling grounded. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Feeling Grounded with your hosts, Josh and Joe. So what we want you all to do right now is subscribe to Feeling Grounded Podcasts on YouTube, like the video, share this video to any prospective person that might want to enjoy our content, and also follow us at Feeling Grounded Podcasts on Instagram and become a patron. We want you guys to be on that platform with us. We genuinely enjoy putting out extra content on there for only three bucks a month. You can see what we're doing on that area. Joe and I, for the month of August, okay? So starting on August 1st, we're gonna do a 30-day men's wellness challenge, okay? And it's done by The Art of Manliness, which I guess maybe we can post it in the description below. Yep. So mm-hmm. check it out. It starts August 1st. It's not anything like too crazy. It's like, but it's like a, a new experience every day. So it's not like, exercise and be good it's more like what are your core values and like shine your shoes today but uh yeah so so guys check out the description below you can do it with us we're gonna we're gonna i want to talk about it as we as during the podcast as we're we're doing things and like discuss how it's going and all that um so yeah we'll do it together entertainment where's the entertainment guys no country for old men joe so I just watched this movie for the first time, I don't know, maybe this past week. Oh my gosh. It's been on my list for a long time because I've always yeah. heard it was a good, you know, I've, I've like seen the villain, like the iconic Anton Sugar. 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 And um, I was blown away. So I had seen Coen Brothers movies in the past, but this was the first one that I was like, whoa, like this is, this is good. And it really shocked me. It's probably their ending. it's it's probably their magnum opus because I've seen yeah. Fargo, I've seen uh, Buster Scruggs, I've seen um, Lebowski, Big Lebowski, Big Lebowski, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I haven't seen Fargo. That's on the list too, but um, I've seen the yeah, those other ones. I've seen Lebowski, and yeah, I love Burn After Reading. That one's one of my favorites. Yeah, I haven't seen that. Love one. that one. Nice. But yeah, the. Um, the whole ending was just crazy to me. Mm-hmm. And obviously, spoilers, if you haven't seen it, just maybe fast forward a little bit if you want to watch it. But if not, we're going to like talk about this a little bit. But yeah, like, what, what are your thoughts, Joe? Like, what are your thoughts on this movie? Um, that's a pretty loaded question. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Tell me right now. I would have to say that there's quite a large influence in a lot of the modern-day philosophers like Carl Jung, um and you know what's the basic plot you know a man steals uh money and brings hell on his way in the form of an assassin that can't be reasoned with uh it's like a classic western movie um Mm -hmm. but a lot of expectations are subverted um but there's there's an actual but there's a rhyme and reason for those expectations to be subverted because it's a more modern day tale you know, the Western tales that we know of Clint Eastwood 
are good. Sure. Uh, like good and bad and the ugly, uh, fistful of dollars, hang them high. I think those all have um, their place, but something like this has um, very deep seated meaning too. And yeah. For a modern day Western. Yeah. And it just, it completely takes the concept of what a Western is and then flips it on its head, you know, like sure it's still taken in a Western thing, like the shootouts, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But in the end, like, the bad guy wins. The bad guy gets away. The good guy doesn't win. (laughs) I would have to say that really Sugar doesn't win because his whole philosophy gets turned on its head as well in the form Mm -hmm. of Carla Jean calling him out on his stuff because she she says like you've got control over uh, over your actions following flipping the coin because you remember when he killed uh, um What's his face? The guy with the the hat, the Doug Demidome hat. Um, Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson. Yeah, he that says character. if the if the rule you follow brought you to this, of what use was the rule? Because right. if you if you follow at the very end of the movie, he gets you know in a car accident. This whole time, I feel in my interpretation of the movie, he felt like he was this purveyor of death and he was being protected. But really, it's either like a series of random occurrences that he just fall fell into. Or um, something uh, was actively trying to get him. Either way, he loses. Yeah, it just—it seemed like he was kind of like like chaos, like yes. randomness, like personified. Yeah, like there was no control in his character. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so that's why I think it was just, just such a awesome idea for a villain yeah concept right so i guess it was based on, on the book right by cormac mccarthy mm-hmm. uh the country for old one i think it, if that's what it was called or what if it had a different title but anyways um but yes yeah, so it's just the character like he just killed people sometimes sometimes he spared people's lives and like how he killed them was different and like it's just everything was like so random and like yeah. he, it seemed like he had like a because like with the, one of the first times you see him he just like ruthlessly kills people then all of a sudden he you know he has the famous coin flipping scene yeah in that shop where he like decides to just do it based on a coin flip um i think he does i think he does that with that guy because uh he he doesn't think of himself he see, he sees himself more as like a rule abider and mm-hmm. kind of looks down on somebody who you know was married into a situation didn't work for anything in his life right. yeah, so yeah. it could be it could it could be some type of disdain so yeah <clears throat> yeah, but then even then, like, what? Then why didn't he just kill him? You know what I mean? Like, to to then leave it up to a, a coin flip, even though before, like a couple of scenes before, you see him just ruthlessly killing people. Like, it's just it's 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 interesting. Yeah, you know? yeah, it is. It's like the kind of create that chaotic. You know, he just represents like life and its randomness and, how and it's random. Bad, yeah, you know? and its impartiality. Right. Um, which this whole movie is kind of like that, you know. If you just look at the ending, like it's just it's just not at all what you what you'd expect from like a yeah. typical western or even like a film like this. Yeah. Um, so with Anton, he might see himself as a rule abider, but I think the most tragic character is uh, Sheriff Ed Tommy Lee Jones. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he can't find meaning in all this random occurrences and, and the violence that we were talking before. He he that he sees in his old age. He was very much a an admirer of the old westerns and their uh their teachings he looked up to justice you know present in old times in old day and age um honor but 
exactly honor and courage um but violence he sees as like in these events are just like cause and effect you know without much meaning you know i.e you know josh brolin llewellyn's death mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah yeah exactly and it's yeah it was just like such a mind-boggling concept to me because you know i grew up watching all those westerns my, my dad loved westerns and we'd watch them all the time all the john wayne ones and the uh the, the clint eastwood ones and so to, to just watch this you know unfold i thought this was just gonna be like a modern day whatever and like you know Llewellyn moss was gonna win at the end and some kind of cool shootout it wasn't like that at all and just to have like his un his death beyond so like so unsatisfied mm-hmm. was was crazy because he just just it just comes out of the blue mm-hmm. <laughs> you know which is nuts Killed by some cop. drug drug cartels. Yeah, just, just like some, yeah, exactly. Like the Mexican drug cartel or whatever that also had a play in the film. But like you just, you, you did not see that coming at all. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it just cuts away to black and, and it fades this into this new scene where he's dead. It's like, he, well, I've just been following him around and like, he's doing great. Like he's doing a good job. Like you think he's going to prevail. And then all of a sudden, you know. And he's, he's very much a, uh, a supporter of, except for, you know, taking the money. He was a very good moral character um yeah. you know he didn't get with that girl at the hotel because he believed in uh he, he knew what alcohol and led fidelity to fidelity yes exactly yeah. and so you know he just was just this faithful kind of good guy i mean you know some aspects of him that weren't so good but he basically was that moral good guy in the, in yeah. the movie it's and this then, movie is very much a modern day interpretation of determinism you know without meaning mm-hmm. seeing it uh seeing it in the coin toss you know aligning with that deterministic philosophy Right. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. I see that. And um, yeah, so it just, it just blew me away. Blew me away. And then just how like behind the sheriff was, which was like so jarring too. Because and I feel like that's what struck him so badly. So he just they just couldn't follow. He, could, he couldn't they, get to it. Couldn't wrap around what was happening. They couldn't make those connections. They couldn't like be there when these things happened. It was he was always like a, a step or two behind um, the happenings. And yeah, it was it was nuts, man. Crazy, crazy film. Yeah, I feel like it's just like a the pessimistic, kind of nihilistic view of the world. Mm-hmm. Like bad stuff happens and bad stuff happens to good people. And sometimes we just don't there doesn't need to be rhyme or reason. Like like just things happen, mm-hmm. you know. And life sucks sometimes. And that that's kind of the, the moral of the story, I feel like. Which is not a not a happy moral, but just kind of speaks into that like pessimistic kind of point of view of, of, of life sometimes that can yeah. weigh people down. Yeah, people live and die seemingly at random without fairness, you know. And for Tommy Lee Jones, his character, this is a lot to bear. Yeah, exactly, which is why he ends up quitting. Yeah. You know? He's here he is as this renowned, you know, this this good sheriff who's been doing this for a while and helping lots of people, and he's well respected. Well, he became the sheriff at a very young age. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And then all of a sudden, he, he it's like he's too old for this, you know. <laughs> like I, he can't handle it. He doesn't he can't make the connections, and it beats him down. Yeah. And he doesn't he doesn't save the day. He's supposed to go and save the world, and he, and he can't. And mm-hmm. then he's so so jarred by it that mm-hmm. he, he ends up quitting. It's crazy that one scene where he goes back to the crime scene at night when supposedly Sugar is in the room. Oh yeah, yeah. Room, and he doesn't end up being, he, but he, may, he's but not there's. In there supposedly maybe some say that like he's under the bed or i don't know but for him just but that was that was the perfect like under like that was it 
where the, the climactic moment for him and for his psyche and his, his role, because he goes into this room that you assume that, you know, Anton is in there and then just to have nothing happen and to see either he missed him or he just was hiding and he couldn't find him. Like that was like, oh, like he failed. Like this is, this is over. Like, and then for him to kind of come to terms with that reality and then, you know, throw in the towel. Yeah. was uh, it's crazy. So, yeah. Can we talk about the car crash too? Yeah. You know, right crash. after Carla Jean calls him out on his so-called philosophy that he accepts his part in the development of events and it's not just a random occurrence of uh, just a coin toss, you know, mm-hmm. the, the car crash that follows um, from that event, it indicates that either, you know, he's punished by God or mm-hmm. it's a series of random occurrences that even he, a man who he thought he was the moral compass of the stories he's still subjected to right yeah yeah that's that's, that's interesting because yeah the, then there's that randomness again you know yeah. where supposedly he he lives by these rules and these these concepts and then all of a sudden bam he gets it gives meaning and... to the title no country for old men because even he is becoming one of them because it's llewellyn who dies um, it's Anton who gets severely injured, um, and Tommy Lee Jones who quits his pursuit that he's looked up to for so long. This isn't a country. This is only a country for young men. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, man, it's such a good film. Mm-hmm. It's brilliant, and the acting is is awesome. Josh Berlin was perfect. Tommy Lee Jones, of course, is Tommy Lee Jones, and I have never seen Javier Bardem in anything else, but. Um, he just was awesome. He's know. good as a Bond villain in uh, Skyfall. Yeah. Oh, he's very Skyfall. good. Yeah, I, I didn't know what else he he's done. But um, oh man, it's good. Like that that character is like just so iconic. Mm. In my mind, it was like as I was watching it, I was like, he's the perfect villain. Mm. Like just just like he's ruthless and just he just looks weird and he like walks like so intensely. Um. It was like really crazy and i had that reflection of like well what are like modern day villains like and i feel like today like this movie couldn't have been made you know because of how like unforgiving and how ruthless this guy is yeah people want to go the safe route yeah exactly hero wins each time wealthy white dude that's just bad and then is weak when it comes down to it and then the villain just or the hero just beats him as opposed to like this you know anton who's just pure chaos and but like still tries to live by some kind of rule mm-hmm. but then no remorse you know after just killing random people like yeah it seems this. like uh, i i agree with you i think we're a little bit in a creative dark age in hollywood with uh multiple things uh talk about that later but as far as villains and story elements go i feel as if there's a um play going around where people can't exactly for one thing relate to a villain but also can't exactly fear a villain and get behind uh, a villain yeah yeah very true very true or they just rely on like a typical without making them a meme (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah well, exactly exactly and just everything kind of just it feels kind of cliched like there is like there is no creativity in the villains anymore it's just like these are these characters that are kind of weak that are struggling with this that their thing and like i think about like kylo right kylo ren you, you compare him to darth vader 
and they're very different in their character. And I, I like Kylo Ren because he gets redeemed at the end, which is cool. But it's ultimately the the story beats are that's how it should be, right? But um, in the very beginning, like with you know, the Force Awakens, he just is perceived as this whiny kind of weak character. Like the second that he takes his mask off, you know, mm-hmm. and you never see that with Darth Vader. He's just like this really tough and like um, this is kind of scary individual who's ruthless and kills and and then all of that. But he doesn't have like a he doesn't throw fits like Kylo did, and he just kind of had he just was perceived as like this child. And then that whole concept of like strong villain. It's just out the window. Mm. So like, so like you know that Ray's gonna beat him in the end, or like something's gonna happen where because every fight that they have is he loses, like you know, yep. he never wins at any point, and so that's just kind of like a typical thing that's happening today. It's like villains are not tough enough, and they're not scary enough, and they're not like ruthless enough, like the way that like Anton Sugar was. Mm-hmm. But anyways, so we can talk about that some other day, maybe. <laughs> but uh. Yeah, I can go a while on modern cinema, <laughs> man. <laughs> just I hate it. But like the 2010s on, I feel like things are just like struggling. But maybe. No, maybe. it is. Well, because what this movie was 2007, I think. 2007. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So what is the message? What is the message that we can take from this and try to like turn it into like a happy, positive life? <laughs> um. Ooh. Okay. I don't, I don't know if we really can, but well, I'm gonna try to. I might go negative, and then we can try to make it into a positive. Uh, sure. Back to the Carl Jung thing. You know, he said that life doesn't start until age 40. Right. I feel like that's that's a very loaded statement for one thing, but you know, many elements of our systems are set up to you know suppress uh, creativity and individuality from the very beginning. Mm. Um, you know, it could be schooling. Or, you know, like we're molded to stay sedated, you mm. know, um, and childlike as often as possible. Nostalgias want to keep part of that. So we can't challenge the sickness pr- present around in us. Um, and I think that's a major theme of this film. How so? Um, I think it's very much present with Tommy Lee Jones's character because he mm. idealizes his uh, his youth and his, his youth. the way you think way things used to be. Yeah, 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 hundred percent. And um, with Anton Sugar, you know, there's karma. You know, characters reap what they sow, but also the path that you know that can be paved with the best of intentions. In Llewellyn's case, you know, he's trying to get that money away, and he tries to give money to that drug car the, not not money tries to give water to that uh guy in the drug car right, after right. the shootout if Llewellyn didn't return for that water for uh the drug trafficker maybe he would have made it out alive that's very true yeah very and, true. yeah with the sheriff dealing why why he's still alive you know was it because he was cowardly all of his life mm. or was it god keeping him safe mm. interesting yeah how about that that's a good that's a good point keeping him safe yeah because it, it, it does seem like there's like you know there's an outside forces that are having big influences mm-hmm. on, on a lot of this stuff right? and different you know whatever but kind of going back to what you're saying about like carl jung's idea and philosophy there i, I learned a little bit about him in college but i never really dived too much into like the stuff that he taught but um that's interesting mm. to kind of post that because we can definitely see that 
it's like we're in a system that's like designed to keep you harmless and not trying to like yeah like the concept of being sedated you know mm -hmm. as opposed to like realizing your potential and then accomplishing achieving it's kind of designed in almost a way to just get you complacent and mm. just you know live in your life like it's like the whole concept of, of the american dream you know where like it's just mediocrity you know where you just get a job you get a house you get your family you skirt through life and then you die as and they do that like, because there's nothing else to do supposedly supposedly right as opposed to being someone who can accomplish change or accomplish community or accomplish you know whatever that may be and that's interesting and that's interesting yeah but i guess we could go into that at a different time but i feel like that that's also a thing just with our modern day technology like what we were talking about last week you know mm -hmm. where it's like designed to keep you in chains it's mm -hmm. designed to pull you away from like you know look at this world like i'm gonna i'm gonna suck you in here as opposed to just going out and accomplishing it's like it's like taking your energy it's taking your motivation it's taking all of this stuff that you could be using to better the world better society better your family mm -hmm. your communities maybe your dreams just accomplishing things and then just settling the mediocrity mm. just saying you know I, i'm not going to try i'm going to just skirt through you know i'm going to do what as much that i can do so that it, you know it's it's fine like i'm not going to be great i'm going to be just good yeah that concept of settling because if you think about it, you could easily stay in your apartment for days on end and just order the food and then it'd just be delivered to you and you never have to walk out a day in your life. Yeah. And there's danger to that. There's danger to that because we were made for interaction. It doesn't matter if you're the, the most reserved introvert, you still need interaction to, to live, to survive, to thrive. Like, you know, I'm incredibly reserved. I'm incredibly, incredibly introverted. And I always think that I don't want to be around people. But the second that I'm around people that I love and care about, I'm happy, I'm, I'm filled to the brim, you know, because mm -hmm. that's what we were made for. We were designed for community, for families, mm -hmm. we were designed for friends. It's just, it's in our very nature. And so when we- How do you think people, how do you think people survive like when they were in the, in the first communities of civilization, mm -hmm. uh, you know, hunting the woolly mammoth? Yeah. They how needed they people, they needed people. They had the group of, of men that would go and, and run and attack the, the mammoth together, you know, and then they would come and bring it back all, you know, one person can't do that. It can't accomplish that feat. You need other people. That Then that's the lie is like to believe that you can do things, you can do it by yourself and you can accomplish things and you're gonna be happy if you're just alone and by yourself. Like that's not true. You need interaction. You need a, you need you need a partner, you need a- Whatever it is, just a friend, like one good friend is enough to, to bring you out of the darkest places, you know? And there's something to that, I think. And the world that we're living in is, is becoming so convenient. So it's so true, like we can just sit at home and you can order your food and you can have your groceries delivered and you can, you know, do everything online. You never need to see or do any like anything. You can just be in a room. And that's not what we were made for, man. And that's just keeping you down. It's letting you fall into complacency and mediocrity. And it's it's keeping you from accomplishing what you're really supposed to do, which is to achieve and to have some form of success, whatever that may be. And sure, that's may not be just a career path or money or whatever. Maybe you're not called to have a family, but like something that you're not accomplishing. Yeah, we can't tell you 
to do it. Yeah, exactly. And we can't tell you what your dream is, what your mountaintop is. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of on you. But um, yeah, so I think this movie shows how life can be unexpected and how life can oftentimes beat you down. But you don't have to quit. <laughs> you know, you don't have to throw in the towel like uh, Tommy Lee Jones did. You can say, I'm going to go and fight this with a reckless abandon. You know, I'm going to accomplish this regardless of what the world says, regardless of, of what's changing. And I'm going to just do this because it's right. You know, he gives up because he, he thinks he's beaten down that he can't, he can't achieve it. You know, he can't get the bad guy. He doesn't know mm -hmm. what's happening. But instead of just throwing in the towel, he could have been like, you know what, screw this. I'm going to go all in. Yeah. It's the case of my life. Yeah, exactly. And think about the good that it would be to, to serve justice. The future is inevitable, but let's travel back in time. So August 18th, 1590, Sir John White returns to the Roanoke colony and he finds all the colonists missing. I'm sure you're familiar with the Roanoke story, uh, but the only clue was the word Croatoan, which was carved on a post. Now, fate was never determined, you know, of these colonists. We never knew. Uh, some believed that the colonists joined tribes such as the Croatoans, or maybe they were slaughtered by Chief Powhatan because they joined with a rival tribe but still be, never being discovered. And it's all in pop culture, Roanoke. I, I know I was a fan back in the day of American Horror Story. They did the Roanoke season, hit or miss season. I liked it. Uh, but they delved into the mythology with their own take on it with the Roanoke um, story. Interesting. Very cool. Yeah, I've like heard about it, but I've never really like thought about it, I guess. <laughs> like, you know kept it in my brain <laughs> but yeah that's interesting it's like the first people you know uh mm -hmm. that were settlers uh mm -hmm. and what happened to them they you know they were missing that's right that's right that's right okay crazy all right so mine august 18th 1969 i mean it's classic right mm -hmm. the woodstock music and art fair so this was the day that it actually ended. So closed, closed out uh, with the you know famous Jimi Hendrix performance um, as the final act, and then just like some other bands that played, like Joe, Joe Cocker, um, Country Joe McDonald, The Fish, The Band, CSN and Y, and Shanana, like a bunch of others, and it was just you know an iconic weekend of cultural you know moving mm -hmm. forward and like you know whatever. Did you know that Hendrix was the highest paid artist for Woodstock? Really? Yeah. Well, I guess I guess I could see that. Yeah, because he probably was the most renowned at the time. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. It was just a classic weekend, classic event that they've been trying to, you know, people have been trying to recreate for forever. But, um, and, and the only one that uh, came close or debatably surpassed was Live Aid. Right. It's time for Happy crappy so how you doing joe what's what's new in the life of joseph well i just came back from a wedding last mm -hmm. night 
and um i woke up like maybe about a half hour ago um mm -hmm. we're filming in the morning this time we usually film in the afternoon and sure. that was such a great time seeing a bunch of college friends again i would say that if i didn't already have a happy to talk about that would be one of them uh for sure how about you yeah it's a good week i pretty chill nothing too crazy just did the work and school and all that whatnot dealing with the the kiddos john took his first uh first steps the other day which is pretty cool yesterday mm. which is really exciting um yeah, it's great. He like took like a step and he like fell over. Fell over. <laughs> but it's and the other exciting. twin will soon follow. Hopefully, hopefully yeah. she's just, she's a little behind with her mobility still, but because she's so you know small, but <laughs> she uh, she'll get there. <laughs> but she's way ahead in her communication. She can say a bunch of stuff. And oh wow, yeah. So it's like typical guy and girl. Like he's m more muscular and she's like more communicative. <laughs> That's your typical scenario. But yeah, it's, it's, it's good. Yeah, it was weird though. I got like, well, I, I guess that would be like crappy. So I could talk about that then. But you know, it's a good week. Good food, good friends. Had some some people over and mm -hmm. watched more Lord of the Rings. We watched the Two Towers extended version, which was awesome. Mm. And uh, yeah, can't complain. No bats, which is good. <laughs> <laughs> no bats flying around. The um, discount animal control came down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they've been, yeah, they did. They plugged some holes and <laughs> they're pretty flaky. They kept saying like, oh, we'll come at this day at this time. And then they didn't do that. Well, I'm pretty sure. Different day, different time. I'm, well, in an alternate universe, you'd probably get bitten by a bat and you'd you know, become Batman or something like that. Become Batman, yeah. And uh, <laughs> I was joking that I wanted to try it just to see. Become like a weird bat. Even though that's not how Bruce Wayne becomes Batman at all. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> but it's, it's still, it'd be funny. <laughs> I got like bat ears, like pointy ears, like the snout. No, but I could totally see you be, being a vampire. It would, um, it would involve you shaving. Um, you'd of course have to, you know, bite Claire and you know your uh, your your children, but. <laughs> you know make a vampire family yeah yeah <laughs> we'll be the the vampire family who would uh, who would you trap uh first would i trap first yeah. as a vampire in, in your in your new vampire lair oh my gosh i don't know because i'm i'd be like a nice vampire so i would only do it if i was like really hungry <laughs> Well, don't they like attack animals? Or is that like the chupacabra? Or what am I thinking of? Do they attack animals, vampires? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But um, <laughs> who would I trap first? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like if I was going to do it, it would be something that I didn't know because I feel like it would be like messed up for me to like attack somebody that I knew. But it's all in the name of good. So if you want me, to, if, if I'm like really struggling like with health or something like that, would you trap me? So that I could live forever. Okay. Happy crap. <laughs> <laughs> That's ridiculous. All right. So I guess let's do crappy first. Okay. So I'm, I can do mine if you want. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. I was just saying a couple of days ago. So normally we record on Saturday, uh, like noon or two, two o'clock. 
and um yeah for some reason i just got this weird stomach bug came out of nowhere mm-hmm. me all sicky and, and you never like, and you never get sick i never get sick yeah i was bragging about that to claire like literally the day before the day before like, yeah it's just like hey like i never get sick and i, I haven't thrown up in like years then all of a sudden, like, bam, <laughs> the next day I get sick. <laughs> I think it was just something I ate, but I felt fine after losing, tossing my cookies a few times. As as you do. <laughs> so if it's something in my belly, I had to get out. That was my crappy. Oh, man, I'm sorry to hear that, man. It was definitely something you ate because it doesn't really seem like anything's going around at that moment. No, I hear nothing. Nobody, yeah, nobody else got sick, so. I'm going to start off with my happy first because it kind of delves into the crappy. Um, I went to Acadia National Park. The sights were amazing. So I left about a week ago. Um, sights were amazing. Um, also hung out in Bar Harbor, which was all this is like a, in a peninsula. Um, the entire peninsula was astounding. Um, part of the bad, not part of the crappy was finding like parking spaces when uh, trying to find like restaurants and stuff like that but all's well i ended up searching like 25 minutes for a parking spot it was crazy um but it all worked out i was annoying driver that's just how it goes you have to you have to be merciless um but i hiked like 10 miles on in one day um because i i just didn't want to stop i wanted because i was only going to be in acadia for one day so i just kept going and going met a lot of people at restaurants and um hiking as well uh, it was a really, really great time. And another thing too, this is something I recommend you do, Josh, because I know you're a fan of this. Just put on Jeremy Soul music while you're driving through. <laughs> yes. <laughs> awesome. Because you even could, hiking, like hiking. Like, so you, fun. you picked a bad time to get lost, friend. <laughs> Yeah, just pretending you're in Skyrim as you're climbing up a mountain. I got there music. like, yeah, I got there like 6.30 in the morning. You know, the sun mm. was just breaking through the fog when I got up to uh, Cadillac Mountain, they call it. It was beautiful. Um, so you see like the fog disperse and you see all the rest of the mountains. It was majestic. So my favorite things. I love, love hiking. I haven't gone in years again because dad and all that stuff. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's one of my favorite things. I really love it. So I'm happy you had that experience. Thank you. Happy. Yes. Uh, and then the crappy, in those 10 miles that I walked, and driving, of course, because I had, you know, sitting and hiking and sitting and hiking, uh, while it was so much fun. Um, but in those 10 miles, roughly four miles was uphill. Um, and I didn't really properly limber up and stretch beforehand. Uh, as I should have. So my IT band hurt a little bit and I've had IT band issues just a little bit um, for about 10 years or so. It hurt a little bit for the next day. So I iced it, bathed, which was, which I never bathe. Um, so having that, it got better after like a day and a half fully gone. So it was worth it. Yeah, definitely. That's great. Awesome, man. Yeah, so my happy was just having people over. So on Friday, we had some really good friends of ours that came over and we had nice pizza dinner and we had a bonfire. We just started chatting, you know, reconnecting. It's been a little while since we've hung out with these people. Um, husband and wife, friend of ours. And we uh, then we played some games. We did Exploding Kittens. I don't know if you've ever played that game before. No. No, <laughs> it's, it's fun. It's just this random card game. It's like ridiculous. It's, it's like memes, and it's just it's fun. 
it was actually the it's the one company that does like throw throw burrito and um yeah so they they like started on kickstarter and they were like uh-huh. the biggest kickstarter of all time and they just have this like game company now they just make all these fun games the only games that i played at yours were those uh what was that computer game that we played with uh the family with our cell phones oh uh jackbox yeah jackbox yeah, yeah I, jackbox I, I can't i can't believe i couldn't think of it i have a set of my own yeah 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 that's a fun one it's fun one to play forgot about that but yeah so that's probably my happy and then the, the day after uh, claire's sisters came down and we mm. watched the two towers because we've been re-watching the lord of the rings together the extended versions mm. and so um, i'm happy so this saturday we're gonna do the uh return of the king which I'm and they haven't seen it they have they've seen the theatrical version they haven't seen the extended version so <sighs> i'm very happy about it i, I love return of the king i it's love like that i love it too yeah it's so good great movie great book good stuff yeah great score yeah man all right so how did your art of manliness go this week my out of men list went okay. Uh, through all of my travels, uh, it had been tough to yeah, conti- yeah. yeah continue. So I'm going to take a little bit more time to um, get back on track. But right. journaling has been good too. Mm-hmm. I know one of, uh, one of the days said start your journal um, because it's like an archive so that your kids can see it. If you want to do memoirs when you're retired, sure. Right. But it's almost like a window into your days because you forget your days too. That's true. I yeah. like that um what else uh how about you yeah um well i've been journaling for a long time since since college i've i've had a lot of journals and i just really like it so in the evenings i'll just write and read and pray and stuff like that it's just yeah it is nice to like go back and to see like oh like this is what we did a few years ago and whatever um but yeah so i liked the the bucket list thing so we had to like write down our bucket list that was fun to do that with claire um and so we both just wrote down 10 things we wanted to do and accomplish. That was fun. And then, um, which is cool because we kind of like discovered things about each other. Because I like yeah. really wanted to, like my, and it was kind of like a cliche dream, but like the whole idea of like retiring, selling your house, getting an RV and like traveling for like a year or whatever. And we both wanted That's to That's a blast. That. Yeah. And she wants to do that too, which is pretty cool. So we're going to do that before like downsizing to like a small apartment somewhere. When retiring. Yeah. When retiring. Yeah. yeah. So once the kids are out and about and doing their thing so i'm stoked about that which hopefully we can accomplish it'd be pretty cool um yeah it's just, just random stuff with kids and i want to have like an album that gets recognized like right music that's gets attention um stuff like that yeah, and then one of the days was like declutter your life which i was really big on like trying to simplify things and then just throwing stuff away and cleaning mm-hmm. up and you know, i like to do that like the purge but yeah it was, it was a good good week yeah so what we want you all to do right now is subscribe to Feeling Grounded Podcast, like this video, share this video to any person that wants to possibly enjoy our content. Also, become a patron. We genuinely enjoy putting out content for only three bucks a month. You guys can enjoy us on that platform. Also, follow us on Instagram at Feeling Grounded Podcast. Again, that's at Feeling Grounded Podcast. Also, Josh we're talking about art of manliness so you know we've been working on this we've been doing this um program together so man if you if you haven't yet give it just give it a try you can start whenever you like 
Um, it's not like your typical fitness challenge or anything like that. It's just like do this one thing a day and it like betters you. Like it gets you focused on your masculinity, whatever that may look like. You know, we're not, we're not following like stereotypical tropes or whatever. Um, just for you personally, like, you know, we, like we said earlier, you went back and did a bucket list where you, you declutter your life. You'd like, it's just like little things to try to make you who you are supposed to be mm -hmm. and, and, and better. Link so in I, description. I, Link yeah, in description. description. But you've got questions? You're feeling grounded. <laughs>